Welcome, welcome all to your daily dungeon, a friendly podcast with some of the six best people I've ever ever spent time with, and some of the best dungeoneers I've ever played with this game. Uh, with me today, I've got Adam, who is playing a. I am playing a half elf cleric named What Cantier. <laughs> all right, I have Eric Stanford playing a human wizard named Mel. All right, and Don. I am a dragonborn paladin called Nadar. Kyle Viveros, our uh, lovely, lovely uh, proprietor and uh, our resident, I believe, warlock, is it, Kyle? Yes, uh, Tiefling Warlock. Mm. Name? Named Amnon. Oh, but I think you also have some company with you, don't you, Amnon? A little bit, yeah. Um, accompanied by my spiritual guardian, let's say, Zardok. <laughs> All right. And then we have uh, Swank playing. I'm playing a wood elf druid by the name of Diverse. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, we've got Zach playing everyone's favorite gnome. Oh, good uh, God. I'm playing a gnome <laughs> rogue called uh, Dijo Joey. And this is Jincast, uh powered by Your Daily Nerd. This will be episode one. Uh, the name of this episode is still in, in the works, but I'm sure that we'll have something quite interesting by the time we finish. Hopefully it'll be an interesting quote like, oh my god, don't open that trash can lid, please. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> episode three, Ports got room the fridge. I mean, he said it. That has to be the name the, of the episode, <laughs> even if there's no trash can ever in the entire campaign. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. <laughs> we will find All a right. trash can. What's up? Let's go ahead. You just have to throw a trash can in there. Yes. <laughs> you can say. All right. Well, I'm I mean, not, I'm, DJ was a trash can of a character, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not making any promises, but let's go ahead and let's get started. Right. So, our adventurers today find themselves riding in the back of a jail wagon through the main city and the capital city of a vast empire. The capital city's name is Cordis. As they ride through the city, they find themselves shackled to six strangers. Uh, the smell of blood and rust permeates the air. Uh, and you see that there are no windows on this wood ca- carriage that is barren of all materials other than some seats for you to sit on made of wood. No furnishings at all to make it any comfortable. Uh, the air is thick and humid uh, from the previous rain. And you can hear the sounds of hooves beating upon the cobblestone street. The wheels churning beside you make a strange, almost distant scratching sound, as if this isn't really even happening to you. Uh, Before this day, none of you have ever really been inside of a a prison wagon like this. Perhaps you may have been jailed before, been in some mischief, but no, today you ride to your own execution. Uh, Though none of you are gagged, uh, you've been silent up until this point. Until finally someone speaks up. We're almost there yet. Where exactly is there anyway? How long, I don't even know how long we've been in here. 
I think if anybody knew how much would be a little bit more worried. Wait, worried about what? Let's let's put well, it this way. Why we're you, here. Um, let's put it this way. You were shuttled into this wagon uh roughly ten minutes ago. Uh and you've been riding across town. You crossed a large bridge that spans over the center river in town. Uh you could hear the rushing of the uh the river going out into the ocean. Uh, <clears throat> aside from that the uh, journey has not been particularly long, uh, and it's early, early in the morning. You slept in jail cells the night before after having been arrested. Uh, oh, some more contextual information. Uh, your characters were arrested for illegally entering into the capital and uh, had an encounter the evening before that none of you really remember at all. The night was very, very hazy, uh, and you can't seem to piece the memories together. But for some strange reason, these six individuals around you seem as if that they were there with you. They are, are vaguely familiar to your face, though they be strangers uh, genuine. So, DJ spoke up first, asking, when will we be there? Something along those lines. Am I correct, DJ? You're absolutely correct. Mm. Well, we got to be getting well, the question close. The question is, where are we going? One more time, uh, Zarbdok. I mean, we we got to be getting close. Like if we're cr- from the sounds of it, it sounds like we're crossing over a bridge. So, like that seems to be going over a major river. So I would think that we'd probably be getting close to wherever we're going. Your characters do notice that there is a slide on the carriage to uh, speak to the driver in the event that you need to. So who plans on opening that? I'll just reach over and slide it open. Hey, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> we there yet? The driver, um, uh, the driver of the carriage is accompanied by a town guard who is seated beside him. The town guard looks back, reaches over, grabs the thing, uh, grabs the little slide uh, door that you had, and he says, Be quiet, prisoner. No one asked you any questions, and I don't expect to be asked any from you. Now, what about me? I will answer this one because it enjoys Shut up. Silly little gnome. <laughs> the uh, the guard speaking to you is a dragonborn. Uh, as he kind of glares through the uh, the little hovel, his uh, his chainmail clinks as he leans forward uh, and tightens his grip on the uh, the sliding door. And he says, "If you really don't already know, you're being taken to a uh, a public execution. Claims ah. of dragon blood are quite heinous." And all of you have been found guilty of being perpetrating of this. Uh, Nadar just kind of looks around like, who else has dragon blood? It wasn't me. I say, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you got the wrong one elf. Yeah, where, where's, the, where's the DNA test that proves this? I guess my question is, why have the slidey thing on our side if you don't want us to open it and talk to you? That's my real question. He looks at. He says, "Traditionally, a god is supposed to ride in the back, but uh, as you can see, uh, you're you quite full up back there." Oh. He kind of tilts his head and grins at you, um, as uh, you see that the uh, rain from yesterday uh, returns once again. The clouds uh, are low and hanging and very, very gray as rain begins to fall gently. He says. The one who should genuinely be afraid, Elf, is you. You should count yourself lucky that you're 
free and that you may die a free man. <clears throat> oh, the the good oh, days no, no. when your race was less talkative. Don't get me wrong, I am in fact terrified. I just mask my fear through arrogance. The driver says, oh, poor lad, that's called bravado. Yeah. The the driver is a young human uh, who wears like a, a nice leather hat uh, with a brim flipped back uh, and worn, worn leather jacket and uh, a little dark gambeson, which is like a, a very thick woolly shirt. Um, he looks a little bit sorrowful at you guys. Uh, his age... Uh, looks to be very obvious with his crow's feet and uh, graying hair and uh, graying beard. He seems to be a little bit more friendly to you guys uh, as he kind of glances over his shoulder as the wagon pulls to a stop. Uh, without any windows, you can't see what you've stopped in front of, but all of you can mostly assume that it's more than likely the jail. Great. Does anybody remember what happened the other night? Not uh, for the life of me. Did you kill anybody? I feel like I got hit by a carriage. I don't even know where we are right now, man. Apparently we're so, for a crime nobody remembers committing. If I had to look around this cart and assume who had dragon blood in me, in them, I would not point at myself, to be fair. Me either. Okay. As you guys are discussing, you hear the sounds of heavy mailed footsteps uh, and the sounds of what must be uh, a dozen to half a dozen men somewhere in there motioning around the cart. Uh, as you hear the sounds of the door bolting and the wood creaking, the air itself feels almost thick as blood uh, as the uh, humidity from the rain begins to pour in as the door opens up. Uh, the street slightly steams from the heat. Uh, that was bearing down on it before the day. The cobblestones, uh, a rich yellow, now are <clears throat> baked into a brown color from the rain. Uh, around you, you see normal buildings as the guards usher you out, made of wood and uh, thatch roofing. Uh, you guys are on the edge of town, out of the actual center mercantile circle and out of the uh, <clears throat> the residential district where the nobles stay. Um, you guys are just in view of the actual city wall and of the ocean behind it. Wouldn't the door know, like, geographically what – or have an idea of what city this is? Uh, it's pretty pretty common knowledge that Cordadis is the only capital city like this, this big of a city, that rests upon the actual coast. So it's pretty obvious that you're in the capital. Okay. Like, just kind of, like, getting out – like, or being having the carriage door open, like, Nadar – has like this feeling of like he kind of maybe got everybody he doesn't know what happened but like obviously they're after someone with dragon blood me kind of feels responsible for having gotten everybody else into this by whatever happened it's like he's just kind of like right now taking that in not like kind of trying to figure out what the fuck or what the hell's going to happen at this point all right so as you uh find yourselves being ushered out of the uh out of the back of the wagon uh, you guys are bound together by a chain that links from cuff to cuff and from ankle to ankle. Uh, it spans about, uh, let's see, uh, 30 feet uh, from front to back. I think that's how much space you guys cover individually, right? Six yeah. times five. Yep. Yeah. Roughly. Good old uh, the, 
Yeah, the chain, uh, the chain jingles at your feet along the cobblestones as you guys are walked up the um, the precipice of what is a great keep uh, of a jail. Uh, stone walls, uh, uh, centered with mortar in the middle, uh, bring up a hill of uh, a path that is made of the same cobblestones as the street. Uh, there is uh, a light layer of grass surrounding it that is now thick with rainwater running down. Uh, you see guards upon the precipice of the uh, the actual battlements looking down upon you with a dour look. Uh, a mixture of humans and dragonborns mount the walls. Uh, as you guys approach the main gate, um, you see that it is a, of a wrought iron fence that is uh, very, very um, magically kept. Uh, you would think that after it being so long, it'd be heavily rusted, but it looks as if it's the day it's been made. Indeed, uh, when it rises up, it rises up unnaturally quickly, you feel. As if the, uh, the even mechanism itself has been kept fresh since the day it was made. Uh, several guards dressed in, uh, silver chainmail, uh, with a, like, um, the, the garment that, uh, that rests over armor. I think it's, uh... Tabard? Mantle? Yes, thank you. It's a tabard. He's correct. Thank you. Um, it's actually some uh, some things are I think frocks. Uh, I think it's called a frock also. When it's actually like a, a piece of like an entire clothing piece that goes over your armor, uh, and they're wearing frocks of black with red trim, uh, and the city sigil is upon it. Uh, the sigil of the city is a dragon's paw, or a dragon's. Uh, would it still be a paw? It's a claw. <laughs> claw. It's like. It's like the actual like foot of a dragon. It would be a maw. That's mouth. That's its mouth. It's definitely its mouth. Its mouth. The claw, I feel like, is the end key. I mean, what's really like the difference? A foot. It's a <laughs> foot. It, yeah, it's a dragon foot with claws. We'll call yeah. it. We'll cool. call it a dragon trash can. <laughs> there it is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake already. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I just oh, love when you show. So, so okay, so we're walking up, and there's a bunch of guards around us, mm-hmm. right? right from up, up About up. eight to ten now that you can see. Any of them human? Yeah, there's about. Um, let's see. A lot. All of them are human. All of them are human. Yeah. How'd you know? I rolled. I rolled a d12 and got a 12, and I was like, ah. Oh. Neat. Well, <laughs> all of them are human. Rolling dice. So, like, being extremely quiet on the carriage ride, he's just gonna go up to one of the, one of the guards and be like, "Hey, look, I I honestly don't know why I'm here. Like, is there is there like any way uh, I can talk to somebody like in charge? I don't, I don't Does a seventeen you... hit you? Does it... oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, Ian, it does not. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so the uh, the guard who's holding uh, a pole arm, a halberd specifically, looks at you as you approach him and kind of like eyeballs you. You can tell that even though he's wearing a helmet, he's got an eyebrow cocked at you like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Um, and like halfway through your sentence, uh, since you're standing within conversational distance with him, he uh, takes the pole arm, uh, which he has kind of like a staff beside him. He just like rams it into your nose, uh, and you feel you feel your your nose bend in an uncomfortable way, 
and you smell copper uh, as, uh, do you have a beard? No. Any facial hair? Maybe, maybe, maybe like five chops. o'clock shadow. Is that chops? All right. It's so, not, not uh, like this, but your nose is not broken, but you definitely feel like he probably busted a couple of capillaries up on that mother. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, oh, fine. Gosh. Oh, holding my so nose. Walking back like, oh, the dark pushes him along. He's got the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> The guard, the guard mutters "traitor" under his breath. He mutters something under his breath. Mm-hmm. He called you. A he traitor. muttered "traitor." Oh. Okay. I I just keep I mental note. I've, I've, uh, no, I turn around. What's what's your badge number? <laughs> Nadar will take a step away from no, 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 him, no, waiting no. for the next hit. No, no, no. I, I, I just, you don't actually say that. I, I mental note. I, mean, I, I mental um, note. Mental note. Yes. Bad number. Was was the muttering under his breath something the rest of us could hear or no? Mm, give me a perception check. Is that everybody give a perception check or? Yeah, if you'd like, sure. I heard it, so... Really, 20 on that perception check? I rolled a 6. <laughs> uh, I rolled an 11. Oh, okay. I rolled a Adam, 12. Uh, 12. Alright, cool. uh, basically, if you rolled higher than a 10, you heard it. I heard shit. Okay, I, I didn't want to do anything. Yeah, I didn't no, want to do anything, I just... Just wanted to like make a note, basically. Mm-hmm. So, right, like, no problem. Or, like, saw some of whatever, whatever they were. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm assuming that I, we all heard what happened specifically. That he got like punched in the face or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty noisy, uh, especially since Mel made some noise when he got struck in the nose. Yeah. Uh, so the guards usher you in through the precipice of the gate, and you guys enter into a, a courtyard where the cobblestone path wraps around and narrows out to about a, uh, a five-foot width uh, and goes up out of this little area. This little courtyard looks like a portcullis, uh, almost as if like if invaders were to invade this little keep, uh, they could, uh, if they lost that first wall, they could funnel in guys here and then fire arrows down upon them from the battlements and keep them protected. Uh, and then keep the inner side of the fort uh, sealed off. <laughs> to your right, as you guys enter in, you see what looks to be like that same kind of like uh, marbled surface of the tower of the guards up top. And right there at the base of the tower, there is a door. Um, the door is like of a heavy wooden oak, and uh, it looks to be beautifully uh, carved. And on it is depicted uh, what looks to be like uh, the emperor himself riding upon a dragon. <laughs> Somebody thinks pretty highly of themselves. It's pretty damn pompous if I've ever heard it. That was in character. Madar's pretty jealous. That's pretty badass. <laughs> damn, wish I had a pet dragon. Words uh, chuckles and he says, it's not exactly his pet. That's Balthasaurus he rides upon. Don't you know that your emperor is a just and wise man and has been granted the favor? And he points to the, at the uh, mural. 
can bend to the favor of Balthazarus. He is the Chosen One. Look, we've heard enough about Chosen Ones to last a lifetime. Please, can we just get on with this? I, I don't want to say anything, but my facial expression is like the epitome of that's a load of shit. I'm going to ignore that. I ask, what did you do to get Chosen? One of the guards like looks at you blankly, Watt, with, with like a look of surprise and kind of like shakes his head. Uh, while the other guard uh, looks over at you, Amnon, and he reaches forward and he grabs you forcefully by the, uh, by the horn on top of your head and yanks your head down to look at your horn. Ow, and he ow, says, Ow, 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 ow. Uh, he looks at your horn and uh, you see him dig in his pocket uh, with something else and he pulls out what looks to be like a large file. Uh, and he holds it to your face, and he says, Ooh. "Why are your horns pointed?" Because I'm a tiefling. They're, they come like that. That's how I was. I was born this way. Damn it! They come like that. Yeah, I see him in the pool all the time. One of the guards uh, hands you the file, and he says, uh, "And he says, die with some honor." And he uh, he kind of like hands it to you. I was some honor. He was like, "Hey, aren't those for your nails?" And the dog's gonna it's a large. It's a large file. It looks like it's specifically made to file horns and/or talons. I still, I so I, no, Dijo. Fuck you. The same thing. <laughs> Would any of you like to make an insight check? I'll make one. Well, the dog was gonna ask if. So fair and wise. Why are we being? Uh, why is he accusing people of a crime they don't know committing? You said insight check. Yes, an insight check. Well, to answer your question, Nadar, the guard looks at you and he says, "Were you not there at your own trial? You know, I don't need to explain anything to you. You've been found guilty, and this is your execution. You're not talking your way out of this." What trial? We recall nothing. I rolled a seventeen. He reaches over a seventeen. I, ro- I rolled uh, so, an eight. Uh, for those of you that rolled an insight check, uh, it was a twelve to pass. Oh, and nah. uh, oh, so specifically, Mel, you know that that file is specifically made for tieflings uh, to one humiliate them, but all two to also symbolize that a tiefling is an obedient tiefling. Oh. Yeah, that's not, that's not an obedient tiefling. You uh, and Davros, you you know that 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 file must be made for specifically for his horns, uh, or for yeah for his horns. It's not it's not just a file they use for things. All right, fine. I'll fall in line. Whatever. Just know that we are not happy about this. So you actually start filing your horns? Yeah, fine. Fuck it. I slap the file out of his hand. Hey, look, I was trying to fall in line, man. It's, it's, if he's, he's the one that's trying to help me out. Uh, one of the guards uh, goes to uh, punch you in the stomach, uh, Davros. Um, he's going to miss. He swings, and you definitely step out of his swing. Uh, he trips over the chain that you guys are um, latched between and falls on the ground in the dirt and the mud beside the cobblestone path. I laugh. The other guards... 
Who left? Uh, <laughs> Hernando? I left. And me. No, that was DJ. Oh, DJ. The ass. <laughs> Several of the guards uh, stand up. The guy that fell. And uh, they say, calm down, calm down. What are you doing? Are you going to punch a dead man? That's what he is. And one of the guards yanks on the lead to your chains and commands you guys to step through the next entryway. I mean, at least I'm standing up. Who's the <laughs> Who's the leader right now? Like, who's up front? So, up front, I have Davros. And in the back, I have Amnon. Sounds about right. And the way this works is that you could have walked back there with your chains. You're not, like, stuck on a rigid mount. It's loose chains. You could have walked back there and slapped that out of his hand. Does that make sense? Basically, you have leeway with your chains. It's just that we're confined. Yeah. It's just that yeah. we're cleaned up. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a metal bar that's kind of, like, keeping you guys connected. It's a bunch of, like, loose chains. No. All right. So, you guys are led into the next courtyard. You see a thatched roof shack built onto the ground. And uh, what looks to be, like, a, uh, a U-shaped uh, area. Uh, and inside this U-shaped area, you can see there's three stories, ladders leading up to each story, centered around uh, a plain courtyard. But there is an arena built into the courtyard with, like, little straps and things to keep somebody inside. Almost as if it looks like a boxing arena or something like that. Out of character. Um, in the very center of the U-shape on the top story making a fourth story own, uh, only to itself there looks to be like a viewer's box or uh, perhaps a spectator's box uh, with uh, big beautiful windows and like a little veranda that looks out onto the courtyard um, you can likely infer that this is where the uh, the warden comes out to view the inmates when they have their yard time uh, you guys are led up to what looks to be like six stocks that are occupying uh, themselves around the cobblestone path that leads its way up to the arena and snakes off to each junction of the uh, U-shaped um, courtyard. Uh, the co- courtyard is uh, lightly grassed as well, like the previous area, and it runs straight up to the cobblestone, and the, the grass is very neatly kept. So... Uh, in addition to that, you notice that all of the inmates are uh, watching you guys as you enter in, and uh, you see that there what looks to be like a giant scrying orb that hovers very lightly over the um, the entire uh, like keep. Uh, this orb uh, is easily thirty to forty feet across, uh, and it looks like it's projecting an image of you guys onto it. Uh, from what looks to be like the uh, veranda uh, I know yeah, someone like wave and see myself wave in the orb mm-hmm. what does that orb so, do? Uh, uh, it's just an orb it's just like a big scrying orb okay. uh, kind of like uh, you know the palantirs in Lord of the Rings that you can like look through the thing that you can see Sauron's eye in that Pippin right. touches yeah it looks yeah. like it looks like that only it's uh traditionally black surface uh, is kind of like a milky white with like a mirrored image of you guys upon the center of it that uh, conforms almost to the entirety of the orb. Gotcha. All right, so, so they have like so six cages, right? 
Yeah, they, yeah, they have six stocks out, yes. <coughs> are, they, are they putting us in those? Yeah, these stocks look to be very crudely made, almost as if they were put together this morning for you guys. <laughs> the uh, wood itself looks to be uh, thin and flimsy, and when they uh, strap you in and lock you down, the shackles are of rusted iron. Uh, if you move left and right, the actual stock kind of like shakes in place a little bit. Fun. You can look down and you can see that the uh, grass you're standing in uh, is starting to pool with water and get a little muddy. Ah, oh, uh, he I just bought these shoes. I'm getting all of them. A guard looks. At, a guard looks at you and grabs you by the hair, Mel, and uh, like lifts your head up in the stock. Uh, and he says, too bad you won't get to use them for much longer, huh? And he spits in your face. First of all, rude. <laughs> there is no second of all. That's just rude. <laughs> uh, Amnon, you find... Uh, hang on, give me one second, Adam. Amnon, you find that when they put your head in the stocks, you actually can't, like... So you know how when you're like in a stock, your head's down and you can look up? Mm-hmm. You find that you actually can't lift your head to full bear because these stocks are not designed with your horns in mind. Fantastic. <laughs> so you're you're pretty much stuck to looking at what you periphery can see, which is those beside you, and those, like just those shoes your look good. immediate like five feet in front of you. Who am I between? So, oh hey, I'll tell you. So Mel, uh, you are between uh, Amnon and. Uh, Let's see. That is uh, Nadar. Nadar. Okay. Those are some nice shoes, though. I gotta admit, that's all I can see. But those are some nice <laughs> shoes. Yeah, I mean, I got them at this like really nice store. Uh, you know, one one of those in the you know like hole in the wall places. Ye old payless. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> the old payless. Um, Ye old payless. <laughs> <laughs> episode title episode title right there <laughs> before we have two episode titles so so I go I, I kind of lean over to the side of my cage where Amnon is on I'm like so um yeah, do you have any ideas on how we might be able to get out of this it's going to take some planning but I, I, I don't think it's impossible I just think it's going to suck really hard uh, Ian can I do a perception check? Or who's around us? Like, does anybody look like they have somewhat like sympathy towards us, or is it just like all cultures? So this is almost like a spectacle, to be perfectly honest. Like the guards and the inmates are all kind of not necessarily sympathizing with you or hating you, but it's almost like they don't fully understand what's going on. They've just been told what to do. The inmates are definitely looking at you like you're a spectacle. What so the, the people closest to us right now, the guards, then right? Correct, they're roughly like 10 15 feet away from you. Uh, they finished locking you up and now they're kind of like idling off to the sides of the um, the arena. Nadar's thinking right now is like, we've got to make a friend with somebody, yeah. or else this is going to be a very short adventure for me. I'm gonna call one of the guards over to me. Um, let's see, let's see how unlucky you are. Uh, fairly unlucky. Uh, Fantastic. The guard that uh, handed you the file walks over, <laughs> uh, and he looks over and he goes like, "Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. 
he grabs you by one of your horns and uh, sets the file to your head. He says, think carefully about what your next words are. So, hey, so, hey, man, I know we got off on the wrong foot, but this is no good. Obviously, you were there for my trial. I don't really m- remember much of it, but obviously I've got no dragon blood in me, man. What, what, do, what do I have to do with this? Uh, but I'll let you in. Uh, see- so. Go ahead. He crouches um, down while holding, a, like, while while holding the oh. horn. So he's like, he's got you like this now. And he like looks at you in the eyes. Uh, and he says, Now, don't think that I don't know that you're a warlock. It's very clear. You want to know what gives it away? He starts to file very slowly. Oh. It's that your horns aren't shaved. It's oh. that you're a tiefling whose eyes have changed colors the night before. It's that you have... This almost electric air about you as he continues to file away. Small penis. It's almost like there's something off about you. And it's not just the fact that you have this strange colored skin or this. Uh, he kind of like reaches up and kind of like tilts your chin up a bit until your horns click against the back of the thing. And he starts like rubbing the file against your chin. Do you have a beard? Uh, I got a slight like little goat. A little goat. Yeah. He kind of like <laughs> runs the uh, he runs the file through your beard and kind of like lifts your your chin up with uh, with it as far as he can lift it up, and he says, or the fact that you have this forked tongue upon your cheeks that now you wish to send honeyed words to me through. Yeah, he, uh, he like lets your head go and slaps you across the top of the head with a file and begins to file again. I would not touch those horns if I were you. Have you never heard of the great fiend Zardok? He laughs, and uh, so basically, his uh, while he's filing away, uh, his stomach is like even with your forehead, um, and you f- you see like the little shaving dust of your horn start to sprinkle off into your hair. I cast thaumaturgy to uh, make the ground shake. All right, are you only are you trying to intimidate him? Yeah. Ooh. Do I need to roll an intimidation check? Please. Oh, uh, eighteen. How how close? Oh is wow. How close is he to me? Nice. He is at the opposite end of the stocks from you. Okay. So, uh, Mel and uh, Nadar would be closest to this. I rolled an eighteen. So, not just him, but the lot of guards in the um, in the courtyard look over at the fearsome ground trembling and uh, you guys see that this guard drops the file and kind of steps away back. Uh, while your horn wasn't filed down very significantly, you did lose your point on that side, on your right side. That's right. Take heed, mere mortal. The great Zardok is my protector. I want to like, make he looks my a bit, eyes he looks a bit terrified. white a little bit. He looks a bit terrified. Uh, high or low, for one. Uh, hi. <clears throat> did he did he say something? Hi or said, low, man? I said, I said hi. I said hi. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't hear you. Um, so I rolled like the opposite of that. So he looks at you in fear, and like you can see the flight or fight uh, response kick in, and he looks at you and he socks you in the face, and then steps away quickly and runs. <laughs> you know what? I had that coming. That's fine. <laughs> you take. Uh, 
Well, you take six points of not permanent damage, so like your health is reduced by six for a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be it'll be healed. It, it'll be healed uh, in a short amount of time. All right. I just start okay, talking. I'm gonna. I just start talking to myself. I'm just uh, when it looks like I'm talking to myself, and I'm just like, "Hey, look! I thought that was a good idea. I don't know if you're a great fiend or whatever the fuck you are. It was a good idea. It couldn't have hurt." Are you the needle of our group? Um, I'm really gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, who are you talking to, bro? <laughs> bruh. Nadar says that, bruh. Uh, <laughs> so, long story you- short. Long story short, when I was a kid, blah, 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 sacrificial rite, blah, blah, blah. Now there's a spirit that lives inside of me. His name is Arbdok. He's kind of an <laughs> asshole, but I kind of deal with it. Okay, I'm gonna ask one of the guards next to me. So, um, how long is this public humiliation thing gonna last? Because my church is a couple of miles that way, and I kind of want to get back there as soon as I can. The guard looks at you, and he says, "Hush now, little lamb. You've wandered from your flock, but the shepherd has come." What was, was it? That was a Can terrible end- analogy. Yeah. Can I insight check that to see what he means? Yes, you may. Um, 12. So, um, you gather that he's definitely talking about uh, an individual. He's not being prophetic or anything, and this individual <coughs> is more than likely the man who's entering the arena right now. Uh, you guys see a guy in uh, what looks to be like some medium armor uh, with a, a bow on his back and uh, what looks to be like this like double-edged, kind of like awesome-looking longsword strapped to his backside as well. Uh, and you see him climb up in there and he puts on these gloves that have like these like strange blue metal knuckles. Uh-oh. <clears throat> metal knuckles. Um, you see him kind of like tilt his head left and right and crack it. And uh, he reaches up and he takes off the faceplate to the helmet that he's wearing. Um, it slides down uh, and uh, he drops it on the ground. Uh, the helmet that he's wearing is like this uh, blue metal as well. Uh, and uh, you can't tell what kind of armor he's wearing beyond the description they've given you, but it's of that blue, straight, same blue metal. Uh, when it hits the ground, you guys see that this must be an elf. Uh, only there's something dark and twisted about him. His skin is of a purple color. And white hair flows down to his shoulders when the helmet hits the ground. Um, it takes a brief moment, but the rest of you suddenly recognize that it is a drow standing upon the stage. Uh, who's who's next to me, Ian? Uh, beside you is uh, Davros and Ta- uh, Watt. I, uh, I look over to them and I say, they call him Metal Knuckles because he has metal knuckles. I almost I, I almost hope we die here uh, yeah I've made peace with my gods um, if I never have to be subjected to that again I would be okay I'm just gonna I heard mumbling I'm gonna pretend it wasn't a pun that I heard what, 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 what does he say Adam I'm just gonna like look over at you think for a second, and then just kind of look back towards Metal Knuckles. 
<laughs> That's officially his name now. It's Metal Knuckles. Good. <laughs> so, so we recognize him as a drought, right? Uh, everyone may roll a history check. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Additionally, additionally, if you have the information that I gave to you about the black hand making more public appearances, you recognize this man. Uh, who is that? Was that you, Swain? Uh, <laughs> what? Who did I get that information to? The black hand is making more public appearances. Uh, Me. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. No problem. So. I was told a natural Wait. 20 on the history roll. All right. I rolled a five. I rolled a five. All right, so. 17. Davros, this man's infamy lives on in not only Elvish lore, but uh, into the Fourth Age. Uh, before you, you see a dark elf that you recognize as Galvnarak. Galvnarak is a drow of the Underdark who long since ago surfaced to... Let's just say it caused terror to the people uh, for fun. And not, and his uh, deeds and accomplishments on the surface world soon drew the attention of the emperor himself. And uh, he was very quickly promoted through the ranks of just being a standard foot soldier to something much more and is now personally ascended to one of the states of the Black Hand. He's called the Shepherd. Uh, he's called this because he is the man that they call to to reign in the flock. The man that goes out and retrieves those who have gotten lost from his way. He is the emperor's truest and bluest enforcer when it comes to following word for word what the emperor says. This man always goes out and always finds the emperor's quote-unquote missing sheep. Only the emperor has a tendency to eat the sheep as opposed to tend to them. So, so, so who is this guy? Am I, am I supposed to be impressed by metal knuckles over here? I'm gonna yell out, uh, "Excuse me, Mister Metal Knuckles, sir. Um, can I go back to my church now? I feel like we've been publicly humiliated enough." <clears throat> he uh, he looks at you, and in Elvish, he says aloud to the group. Welcome. Welcome. It's nice to see all these traitors in one place. It does make my job that much easier reigning in the fools and the, the ne'er-do-wells. But I've come here to enact uh, a unique brand of justice upon you. All of you have been accused of the treasonous crime of claiming dragon heritage when you do not have it. He eyes Nadar and he says... And you are indeed a special case, claiming the Emperor's throne as if but a common dragonborn had the right to it. I, well, I did what? I did what? Say that again. That's last night, do you not remember? You, no. you laid claim upon the throne as if it were your own. In Elvish, I, I can respond with... See, that's the common theme right now, is that nobody knows what the hell we did except for you guys. None of us do. Can somebody res- re- like tell me what's going on? I don't speak Elvish. What's going on? 
<laughs> in Draconic, I'm like, I don't know what's going on either. I don't yeah. speak Draconic! <laughs> <laughs> um, in Undercommon, I'm like, I don't know what's going on either. Common people, talk to me in common! Anybody speak Infernal? I would, so, I would tell them, like, I would never lay claim to it. I'm like, I don't want it. I just want to know who the hell I am and where I come from. He How grins, can I lay claim to who I am? He, he grins, so he, and Mel, Mel pipes up. Yeah, he, and look, I'm a human. Human! That's the guy you want. <laughs> I mean, except your hands, are in a, your hands are in a stock, so you're like... You're like what? human, human. <laughs> that guy, that, that guy. God, human, human. This guy. Yeah, you got your, you got your hands. Yeah, your hands are like forehead level. You're like pointing your fingers. I'm like, no, that guy, that guy. As you like inch your fingers back and forth. <laughs> the uh, the elf grins all that and enough. surveys the group, and uh, he looks up at the orb that's floating in the sky, uh, that is. Uh, still currently presenting the image to the world around you. When he says, feast your eyes, gentlemen, the orb bathes into a black color before coming back to that milky white and revealing an image of what looks to be like a glorious throne room. Emeralds and rubies encrust the floor and in tiles. And upon it, you see a giant black carpet with a red trim to it. Uh, And you see U6 uh, wielding armor and weapons, uh, bash in through the front door. A bolt of a, a bolt of energy flies from Amnon's hand and strikes a guard in the chest, blowing him down. You see Dejo flip over the back of a guard, land on the uh, shoulder of him, draw his arrow and fire the arrow straight down to the top of the guard's head before leaping off of that guard and throwing a knife out and hitting another one. As you're saying, the dog's like looking down at him like. That's Yes, DJ's doing these things in the image. <laughs> I'm gonna look over and I'm like, What am I doing in the image? Uh, next, you see Nadar burst. There was actually a really big cut just now. What happened? Who's saying um, what now? Uh, nothing. You can keep going. It's fine. No problem. So, you guys uh, see now that Mel steps in uh, and Mel holds up his finger like a gun grins and uh, points and fires a bolt of energy and it strikes the throne as the emperor himself rolls underneath it uh, and draws blade Uh, finally Nadar crashes in the room beside Davros as Davros uh, wild shapes into a massive crocodile Uh, the crocodile charges at several of the guards who have drawn weapons and starts thrashing its tail and biting at them okay Uh, shut your mouth no, no, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. So, like, so this is this is all just happening on the projector. This isn't. This yeah, is, yeah. Not, I'm looking over, and they're still all in their cages, right? He's yeah. <laughs> like he's he's showing us what happened like last night, right? Couple nights ago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I'm just gonna be like, Supposedly. how drunk were all of we? Wait. Okay, I, 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 what I was the, cool the problem? Hmm? What was the cool thing the Dar did? Forever gonna run. <laughs> oh, so Nadar rushes into the room, and uh, you see his blade glow a glorious white as he drops the sword down to his side and points a finger at the emperor, and he says, "Your tyranny ends here. I will release this kingdom from all the evil you've done. You've done so much to all of us, 
made Dragonborn and their ilk feel as if they have to rule, that they are born to be tyrannical leaders. I'm here to end that notion. All races shall live freely and equally. I love uh, that. that doesn't sound like me at all. I don't, that, that, I don't know what else to say after that. So here's the, the thing. Emperor. Hmm? So here's the thing. How do we know that this is what we actually did or not just some bullshit that you're feeding us just because my scaly friend over here happens to look like a dragonborn? Do we want an insight to see if there's like any flaws with this video? Okay, okay. I've, I've got a problem with this. I, I, I call the guard's attention. Uh, none of them pay attention to you as the uh, image continues to play. The Emperor stands up and uh, sheaths his blade after having drawn it uh, and lowers his head and puts his hands, palms facing out. Um, the Emperor, who is a black dragonborn uh, and has red eyes, uh, bows, bows his head and uh, opens his palms out and he says, If you so wish to strike me down, I will not fight you, as I am the savior of this land. And you would deprive them of something most great by taking me from it. I have heard my call, my vocation. Have you? And Nadar uh, screams out, Pretender! And rushes forward before um, a giant flash of white light uh, streams through the room and strikes all the characters through the chest. Uh, and they collapse onto the ground. Uh, upon your upon your chest, you see uh, an emblazoned emblem of what looks to be like an eight uh, with corners on the octagons as opposed to well, corners on the circles as opposed to just a flat circle. So what we have is we have uh, basically what looks to be like two squares stacked on top of each other to look like an eight. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a yeah. tilted square and a tilted square. Uh, and drawn through that square is uh, a line, and then a circle coming out from each tip of the line to encompass the squares. And so that's actually on our chest. We we've seen it on our chest now, or is that on the projection? Um, you don't. So on the projection, you see. You do not see it on your chests. Was Mel? Is the projection over yet? Yes, the projection ends after that. As you guys like collapsed on the floor, and the emperor. Uh, stays there grinning and he says Balthazarus has granted me truth and the image fades away can we all roll insight checks to make sure that if we know that's bullshit yeah that's what I was like oh, you, you, yeah, you don't need to roll it, it, it's, it, it strikes you as 100% bullshit like, alright so yeah, I've got a couple major flaws with this if anyone wants to listen to me I like call out towards the guards the, uh, the man on stage Holds up, uh, holds up what looks to be like an emblem bearing the black hand symbol. It is a dragon's talon, only it is on a uh, black plane with a red circle. And uh, the black hand centered in the center of that red circle. Its claws extending into the black plane uh, are unseen. Uh, in the center of it, it begins to glow a hot white energy. Uh, and he says, I will show you the pretenders that you are. I will show everyone that you are what you are lying about. Um, he holds it up and he uh, lets the energy build and build and build in it until he starts firing it off individually at you guys and striking you in the chest with it. Uh, you feel your chest burn for a moment 
um, and uh, the like the white little cloth that you've been wearing, like the burlap sack almost of like prisoners' cloth you're wearing, has a hole burned in it, and upon it, uh, you guys see that you actually have a tattoo upon your chest now of the emblem that was shown to you in the um, in the shrine or mm-hmm. in the uh, not the shrine in the uh, the orb above you. Well, that wasn't there before. Hell yeah! Again, how drunk were we? Jesus. So I still have issues. So get some tissues. Uh, so he takes the little emblem and uh, casts it aside, and uh, uncloaks um, the cloth on his back and uh, and drapes it over one of the rungs of the ring. Uh, and he motions to the guard and he says, "The first one." The guard walks over to Djo's. Like to uh, the, the guard walks over to Djo, and uh, begins to unshackle him, uh, and grab him by the nape of his neck and lift him up. Uh, well, another guard approaches Davros, and uh, takes the pommel of his uh, weapon and strikes him over the top of the head. Oh. I I would still like to speak. Uh, the guard looks up at the man as they drag uh, uh, Djo up waiting for approval, and the man says, he's conscious, hit him again, he's trying to talk. The guard strikes you over the head again. Uh, you took five damage from the first one, and six damage from this one. This is, this is two? Uh, this is, uh, Davros. Okay. I am unconscious from that. Alright, it is, it is not lethal damage. So am I conscious? Can I spare the dying on him? You, you are... You're incapacitated. That's all it means. It means that you've dropped to zero. Uh, you're very barely cognizant. You can't really speak or make any actions. Uh, and you can't defend yourself. But you are conscious. Uh, this is like the equivalent to being severely dazed. Like, you ever, like, smacked your head against the table? Or, like, a yeah. ball or like that, and then like, uh. couldn't do anything for a pretty long period of time because it just hurt so bad? Or, like, a concussion? Like a concussion. <laughs> I just rest the middle fingers. You just raised two middle fingers is all you said? No, I just rest my hands into that position. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, Devros, you smell like copper, and you definitely taste it in your mouth as your vision swirls around you, uh, and the rain begins to pick up, and the hair <laughs> on your head uh, is soaked and falls into your face. Uh, and you don't have the energy to move as uh, now you see the uh, the man uh, finishes dragging Dijo up onto the uh, the stage and throws Dijo into the stage uh, alongside the uh, the uh, dark elf. Dijo, your hands and arms are still your 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 arms are bound and your feet are still bound. Okay, I'm, I I am conscious, right? Yeah, you you haven't been injured. Okay. I don't think you have. No, it I... happens to DJ a lot. Did you get punched, kicked, or stabbed or anything? It happens a lot no, to you. No, 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 no. Not, not yet. Not yet. Probably will soon, though. Yeah, no, it, it's coming. <laughs> so he put, me, he put me into, the, like, the same area as the uh, Galpnerak? As the, uh... Yeah, as Galpnerak, yes. Okay. I say. <laughs> hey, Metal Knuckles. How's it ending? Uh, he reaches down and grabs you by the uh, the cuff of your shirt and lifts you up. And he says, if you are not a pretender, defend yourself. 
That same prowess that you showed upon the image a moment ago. Strike me down with it. Will you not? Fight him. Uh, DJ, you take four points of non lethal damage. I take four points of non lethal damage. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're in stocks? Yeah, we're in stocks. Oh, we're in stocks. I thought we were in Yeah. I don't know. So, DJ, you're wrapped Jesus. upon the chin. You feel your teeth clap up against the roof of your mouth. You taste the smell. You taste copper. Uh, and you feel as if you might have bit your tongue. And uh, the world around you spins in stars as the prisoners all scream out, uh, and, uh, cheering for the man to strike you again. Uh, you hear the sounds of rain now beating against the, uh, the, uh, the floor of the arena. Uh, and everyone else is watching as DJ begins to get himself ruthlessly beaten. Can I, can I make an acrobatics check to like, avoid one attack? Yes. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me double check everything real quick. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. Yeah, DJ. You tilt your head to one side as he goes to strike you once. Uh, and uh, his fist goes straight over your shoulder. And he kind of pauses and he looks at you a I bit surprised. Bitch. You said bitch? I did. Uh, he looks at you <laughs> and grins. He grabs your ankles, tilts you to the side, and straight up just banes you. Like, <laughs> across the knee, dude. You, you hear the sounds of snapping as your back hits his kneecap. Just now. Am I still conscious? Uh, you feel. You are still conscious, yes. Oh, yeah. You. He wants you to feel it. Uh, you feel like all senses about you are completely torn from you for a moment. Uh, as, like, the wind is knocked out of you. It feels as if, like, your legs lose all feeling from them before they come rushing back with pain. And you feel your back just warped horribly by uh, his knee as he continues to bend you, but he lifts you up and throws you on the mat. Oh, God. <clears throat> I don't suppose I'd be able to speak after that. Yes, you may speak. I mean, like, physically. I just say... Yeah, you can talk a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 like, uh, is that all you've got? Never mind. I'm uh, sorry. I'd like to get perception checks from the group. Perception <laughs> checks. Dijo's trying not to look like a bitch, 19. but he, being a bitch. 15, Ian. 21. 15? 21. Yeah. Do you need one for me? Yes. Uh, 12. <clears throat> Um, let's see. What about you, Don? What? Sorry. I'd like that. Perception check, please. Uh, not very well. Seven. Awesome. So, if you rolled higher than a 12, you notice that on the top of the U-shaped guard buildings, running along the actual rooftops, is a man in a cloak <clears throat> with a a sword belted to his waist and the hood drawn tightly across the top of his head. 
Thank God. Um, he runs. He runs to a halt near the roof. Uh, and holds up his hand. Uh, you see a bolt of lightning uh, conjuring in his hand. Uh, and he thrusts his arm back and he throws the lightning bolt straight into the corner of the arena, blowing the arena apart. You see Galvnarak get launched off the stage and land in the water. Fantastic. <laughs> DJ, uh, you remain where you are. The bolt struck the opposite side of the stage you are on. Uh, the guy uh, <laughs> runs along the rooftop again. Uh, and this time, uh, he throws a, a throwing knife, and it hits the corner of, let's see, five, one, two, three, four, five. Hits the corner of Watt's, uh, of, uh, Watt's shackles, and rests itself in your, uh, actual, okay. uh, like, uh, stockade, uh, and breaks off the manacles of your left arm, and, uh, you hear the man scream out to you. He says, fire the others! Okay. Um, do we have any of our equipment? No, you have that dagger. Cool. I'm going to start using that dagger. Well, the uh, wood is all rickety and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, if you guys want to, you can make a strength check to try to yeah, break it or pull say, it apart. I'm just going to strength I'm like, check to try to break the wood. Yeah, no, keep in mind Davros I'm at the lowest form of consciousness. Yeah, Davros well, is unconscious. Am I like... Davros is, was antagonizing guards. <laughs> Am I able to like? I was in? trying to see. It. <laughs> okay, so like long strength check for everybody, or do I need to make five? Uh, it is. Check? Well, so since you have that deck, you can actually use it to pry the boards open at an advantage, or other characters can make strength checks independently and try and break free themselves. Since the uh, actual stockades are pretty rickety, I say do it with an advantage. Just do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna use the dagger and try to pry them apart. All right, uh, so go ahead and give me five individual strength checks, unless somebody else would like to try to make a strength check. No, just hang on, DJ. You'll see what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, You can try and and crawl if you'd like. I think I'm fine where I'm at. All right. Yeah, but you're rolling with advantage. Remember that. Is everybody rolling rolling with advantage, or is it just uh, Watt? It's just Watt. Uh, I don't know if anybody like Nadar or Mel might want to make a strength check to try and break yourself free. Could it be an athletics check? <laughs> All right, it's just a strength mm, check. Yes. All right, ten. Yes, you're trying to let's say instead of trying to break it, you just try to try to just stand. So you like you plant you plant your feet and start lifting your back and and, and start like using your legs to uh, force the thing up. Awesome. I rolled ten. Six. Uh, your feet sink into the mud in the door. Of course. Shitty. (laughs) Okay, I rolled really well, so... You're able to systematically go through and free everybody? Basically, I rolled two... A 17 that comes out to a 22. A 15 that comes out to a... Comes out to a 16. Alright, well, so you take your so time. my lowest roll on that your... was 16. So you're running around, uh, Walt, <laughs> and you're probably, yeah, I hope you realize you've wasted your entire campaigns with the good rolls. Uh, so you're sitting there and you start prying your dagger uh, <laughs> into the wood, and you start to start just breaking the shackles off, breaking the stockade apart, 
uh, for one of the uh, stockades, you should have run over and plant the dagger in the stockade, and it just falls to pieces somehow. Like, you just <laughs> hit it. Cool, I'm <laughs> Mel, you just stand there, up and strikes it, and it, like, just falls apart around you while you're still standing in that in that goofy pose. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I... And I'm just going to pick up... You're going to pick up uh, Davros, you said? I stand up and line. Yeah. That just. All right, so the mysterious figure uh, who was on the rooftop drops down um, and leaps from the rooftops, uh, sailing through the sky. He fires out three blasts from each one of his hands. Then uh, they strike guard. Uh, they strike not guards. They strike uh, cell doors, blowing the doors apart and freeing several prisoners at once. Uh, as he screams, "Free yourselves from tyranny!" Uh, you see prisoners start rushing out, uh, and uh, several of them start dogging guards that were standing on the sides, uh, while the other guards that are by you guys turn and start running towards uh, uh, the prisoners that are swarming the other guards. Uh, you see Galvanorak is trying to stand, uh, stand in the mud, looking a bit dazed. Uh, Deidre, the guy uh, that has been uh, helping people, the mysterious figure, runs over to you in his black cloak, leaping up onto the stage. Um, he runs over to you and scoops you up, uh, and he takes a potion and he uh, pours it down your mouth. Uh, you feel yourself instantly revitalized. I'm like, you got another one for him and like present Davros to him. <laughs> What'd you say, DJ? I'm like my my hero. <laughs> um. So, without looking at you, so he basically pours it into your mouth without, like, looking down at you, keeping his face camouflaged behind his hood. Um, he says, put yourself together and get the others. Uh, he reaches up, and he digs into his bag, and he flips another uh, vial straight at you, Watt. Give me a, give me a slider hand check. Oh, God, it's going to hit this doctor okay. break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Try to lick the healing. Uh, 14. All right. You, he flags it at you, and you grab it out of the air deftly uh, with ease. The vial feels smooth um, and is made of a fine glass uh, with a cork top. Mm. Uh, the liquid inside of it glows a, a deep red color. Uh, and uh, when you pop the cork oh, off, it smells, it smells of fragrant ambrosia. What would you say, Adam? Did that his mouth? All right, uh, Davros, uh, you taste this. You taste sweet, sweet honey as you come to, uh, and you smell ambrosia, almost as if there are flower petals in your face. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. I immediately start looking for the guard that was hitting me in the head. <laughs> uh, I'm still like holding you, you. <laughs> The man drops down and he says, "Come." We're leaving, and uh, you hear a booming voice, almost as if it's speaking through a megaphone out of character. And it says, and where do you think you're going? Um, And uh, the guy looks at you, the mysterious figure looks at you, and he says, quickly, to the stage! And he runs over to the stage. Hey, Ian, uh, we're all free. Is there any of the guards who dropped, like, the the guy with the pull on it, he dropped that, or a weapon anywhere? No, they've all run off to the sides of the jail to climb up the ladders leading up to each side of the U-shaped uh, section. 
Okay, I didn't know if any of them like had like gotten hit and died. Mm -mm. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Need first I need a weapon. I uh, I'm run in that still dress. carrying Davros and following the mysterious guy. Uh, I'm gonna take a second and channel like think for a second, close my eyes, and then when my eyes open, they're white, and I've mystically channeled my scimitar into my hand. Okay. That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring the scimitar into my hand when... <laughs> I can bring the scimitar into my hand whenever I want, but I gotta deal with this asshole nagging me all the fucking time, so... Uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? Oh, scimitar again. I look at you and I'm like, you got another one of those? <laughs> I wish. Useless. I keep running. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking dragonborns. So. <laughs> <laughs> what the nicest dragonborn you'll ever meet. Fucking hell. So, you guys run up to the um, the edge of the uh, arena and start climbing up. And Galvnarak um, comes to his feet turns and looks at the group, and he chuckles, and he says, Ah! So you've come! That's excellent news! All of you can die together! I oh, fireball. this is so good. I fireballed <laughs> him in the middle of the street. <laughs> in interrupting, interrupting villains uh, in their monologues 101. No, I'm just like, no. Fuck you, man. You <laughs> did. The, uh, the pistol. Pew! It, I, I fired. Uh, I rolled a hit. Oh, I definitely missed. I rolled a. Hit. I, I'm just like that was a warning shot. You should just my internet just <laughs> out. I, I have a question. Can I try and like trip him while he's distracted by the fireball and Eric? You're quite far from him. You're on the stage with everybody else. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess if you wanted to run over and grab him by the ankle and try to lift it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you guys climb up onto the stage the mysterious figure uh, takes a deep breath, leans back and uh, from the back of his cloak uh, from like the back of the hood I mean uh, you see some blue energy swirling and a lightning bolt spews out of the mouth of the hood and hits the, uh, the now water pooling in the arena and uh, electrifies everything uh you see Gars screaming in pain, collapsing onto the ground, and you see Galvnarak scream, take a couple of steps, and uh, you see him kind of like reach a hand out, and you see him swirl into mist before the mist leaps up onto the platform, dropping to his knees on the uh, uh, the uh, spectator's box. After a moment, the electricity clears the air, uh, clears the water, and you see guards uh, collapsed on the ground, either unconscious or dead. The man says, get your armor, get your weapons from them, and go. Um, I, I, do, where would our weapons be? In the trash can. He looks at... <laughs> he he, <laughs> he cocks an eyebrow. He says, Where's the trash can? <laughs> On the way out, the door stops and looks to the trash. <laughs> he says, scavenge... He, he looks at you blankly. He says, scavenge them is what I meant. Oh. Okay. Any of them have chainmail armor? I'm good. 
so you guys drop down into the water and start running over, and you realize that there's really no way for you to actually pull this armor off these guys. You could probably grab the weapons, maybe grab some pauldrons or some gloves or something like that, but you can't actually pull off the uh, chest pieces. Fantastic. Right, Whose weapon are we coming for us? Cool. Does anybody have a battle a warhammer? There's got to be like an armory around here somewhere, right? So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll the table of weapons. And I'll tell you guys what you get. It needs to be in there. Okay. I mean, I still have my dagger. So, Watt, um, you come across and you find uh, a pole arm if you'd like to use that. Sure. That's the first thing you come to. All right. Uh, so you pick up a uh, you pick up a, a halberd, which is basically just like a it's one d ten. Cool. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Eric, do you need one? Does, uh, does no, Mel like, need a weapon? No, like whenever he said that, I just pat myself down. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your hands. like. All right. Uh, yeah, I got it. Nadar. Ooh, Nadar. You find a battle axe. Yes. Like, sir. I know how uh, to do it. Oh, neat. Uh, Nick. You find a, uh, let's see, uh, you find a quarterstaff, basically. Um, you one said of the, a quarterstaff? Uh, yeah, you find what looks to be like uh, one of the weapons, but the head has been broken off, and you've just got the actual metal pole. Uh, and then you realize, cool. oh, I can't use this, because you're a, uh... oh, no, you can use wield a, we a metal weapon as a druid, that's right. Yep, just can't wear metal. Oh. Yeah, you just can't wear metal. Shillelagh for the win. Flame <laughs> blade. Shillelagh uh, for the win. Let's see. Next is... <laughs> Dejo. Uh, you run up to one of the dudes, pat him down. You see that he's got a short sword and a short bow on his back. Hey. <laughs> you basically find... I rolled the nat 20. You find your. You find the equipment that you would normally use on his on him. <laughs> It looks like he took it off of you and then put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have two daggers? This is a very well. This is a very well-equipped guard. He has a dagger, a short sword, and a bow. And it just says "Property of DJ" written on it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> please return to your address of. <laughs> so. As you guys are um, as you guys are gathering your uh, your gear and your armor, the mysterious figure turns, um, and he draws a blade, uh, and it looks to be like uh, a curved longsword. Ah, I see. Your uh, sword is as mine. Sh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the blade is a, is a thin, single-edged weapon um, with a uh, a small square-shaped hilt uh, and a beautiful handle uh, made of some kind of fine leather. Uh, and he kind of like turns and uh, looks at you guys uh, out of the corner of his hood and he says, Fly! Fly, you fools! Gandalf, no! As he says oh, this, man, I want to uh, share the man... experience from the Balrog. Thank Happy so, Thoughts. As he says this. <laughs> As he says this, a man from the uh, spectators box 
drops down in full plate armor, hits the ground, and crushes a guard that was standing beneath him. Jesus. Uh, as he rises up, as he rises up, he uh, draws a great sword off of his backside, mm. and uh, like takes the edge and drops it on the ground. Uh, you see that his plate armor is that of black and uh, black with red trim, Ooh, uh, and he has a tabard across the center side, tied um, tied to his waist by a cord. Uh, the tabard is that of a black <laughs> hand, uh, and his helmet, though it is an open front-faced helmet. With a central metal pe- with a center metal piece down the side like that of a Trojan helmet, uh, bears no face behind it. As all you see is ghostly red eyes glowing behind a black, otherwise shadowy helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neat. Hmm. He uh, he looks up after having hit the ground, kind of like a superhero landing, or in this case, a supervillain landing, uh, and he says, "Yes, run." All right, and that's it for this episode, guys. Woo. It's been oh. it's been a crazy oh. episode one. Woo. Yeah. Ye old payless. <laughs> pay pay indeed. Pay All right. Tune in tune in next week for some more your daily dungeon antics. Proudly presented by your daily nerd. Thank you so much guys for listening and uh tune in next week to see what happens after the gang, how they're gonna get out of this mess. <laughs>